and greetings rise from Stuck Warrior. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to apologize for the random publication schedule. I've been playing around with what day works best to get episodes out to you and have decided that moving forward, Tuesday will be the official Rise from Stuck publication day. Now you know what day to expect each new episode. And today, we're continuing our Go to God series. In part one, we learn that when you're stuck in the depths of despair, the way to ignite that rise is to go to God like Jonah did. In part two, we're talking about what to do when you feel stuck in hopelessness. Now, hopelessness is the despair you feel when you want something you don't have and believe that desire is possible for you, but the logical chance of that dream actually coming true is like one below zero. So what do you do when you're stuck in such a state? How do you break free from that hopeless feeling that the book you want to write will forever be stuck in your head? How do you overcome the hopelessness of knowing what to write but not having the time to get the words out and finish your book? How do you keep writing when the idea of being able to sell your books seems hopeless? You go to God like Hannah did in 1 Samuel. No, Hannah wasn't a writer, but she was a woman with a desperate desire who was stuck in a state of hopelessness. She found her way out, and we can too when we follow her example. Tune in now for part two of our Go to God series. It's time to rise from stuck with Bonnie Jean Schaefer, author, trainer, and servant of God. If you find yourself filled with big dreams but stuck in dreaming, learning, planning mode, too trapped by your fears, doubts, and excuses to take confident, consistent action, then this is the podcast for you. In it, we're going to build a foundation and framework for our lives that aligns with God and His desires for us and create systems that make action inevitable. We'll also let ourselves live adventurously along the way. This journey may be a bumpy ride, but as we learn to trust God, respect our strengths, and do the work our dreams require, we're going to build confidence, courage, and consistency in the pursuit of God and our dreams. So strap into God's Word, grab onto my hand, and let's rise from stuck together. Hopelessness has the potential to overwhelm you and get you stuck at varying stages of the writing cycle. First is the book stuck in head stage. This is where you've got the idea, you've got, you know what you want to write, you've got the characters, you've got the plot, you've got all kinds of stuff, but it's just stuck in your head and being able to get it out of your head just feels hopeless. Second is the, oh, I'm never going to finish this stage. It just feels so, so impossible. I'm just not going to get it done. I don't have the time. I just don't know what happens next. I just don't know where to go with this. I'm so hopeless. Then third is the revisions will never end state of hopelessness. This is where, yeah, well, I can, I just got to do one more, one more edit, just one more round of edits. And it just feels like it's just never going to end. And so you just get stuck in this cycle of revision after revision. And then these don't even count the post-publication stages when you get stuck in the pits of hopelessness related to sales, rank, and reviews. Regardless of where you find yourself stuck in the writing cycle, the underlying desire remains the same. Own the identity of an author. That identity has nothing to do with publication or the number of books sold or how high your book ranks on the charts. It has everything to do with being someone who writes, who gets words down on paper in an intriguing, inspiring, entertaining way, who finishes a sentence, then a paragraph, then a chapter, then a section, then a book. When you write with consistency, you're a writer. You get to own that identity. 
Even if no one gave you permission to write, even if no one will ever read what you write, even if no one knows you write, you're a writer if you write with consistency. You become an author not when you publish your book, but the moment you finish the project you're working on. That could be an article or a short story or a novel. The length is irrelevant. Finishing what you start is the key to owning the identity of an author. If that's the desire that burns in you, but you're stuck in one of the stages of hopelessness where the end seems so far away and so impossible to attain, go to God. That's what Hannah did. She wasn't stuck in any writing stage. She was stuck in the, I want to be a mom pit of hopelessness. That was her burning desire. Her rival had children and mocked her because she was barren. We find in 1 Samuel 1, her rival would taunt her severely just to provoke her because the Lord had kept Hannah from conceiving. Year after year, when she went up to the Lord's house, her rival taunted her in this way. Hannah would weep and would not eat. Do you know people who have what you want, and they don't even seem to have to work for it or appreciate it? You know you want it more, but your desire seems so far out of reach and impossible to attain. And when you find yourself feeling this hopeless, go to God. We see that's what Hannah did in verse 9. It says, On one occasion, Hannah got up after they ate and drank at Shiloh. The priest Eli was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. Deeply hurt, Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. Making a vow, she pleaded, Lord of armies, if you will take notice of your servant's affliction, remember and not forget me and give your servant a son. I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and his hair will never be cut. While she continued praying in the Lord's presence, Eli watched her mouth. Hannah was praying silently, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to be drunk? Get rid of your wine. No, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman with a broken heart. I haven't had any wine or beer. I've been pouring out my heart before the Lord. Don't think of me as a wicked woman. I've been praying from the depth of my anguish and resentment. Have you ever prayed with that kind of fervency? The most fervent prayer I ever prayed had nothing to do with writing and everything to do with my father. In courtesy of a rotten deck railing on a job where he was working, he tumbled to the ground and hit a brick bench. He broke his neck and back along with an assortment of ribs. That first week he was in the hospital, I prayed like Hannah. Few words, intense feelings that deep desire for God to answer my prayer. I pleaded with my God for the life of my father. The way Hannah pleaded for a child she so desperately wanted to hold, God answered her prayer by giving her a child. And he answered my prayer by healing my father. My father's able to walk and work again. It's amazing. Now, her passion led her to God, as did mine. It was raw, deep, genuine, focused, clear. God answers such prayers. He doesn't always give us what we want in the way we want, but he always answers in a way that is best for us. Now, there is something else about her prayer that is significant to note. She prayed a sacrificial prayer. If the Lord would grant her request, she would give her desire back to God. She wanted to know what it was like to be a mother. If God would grant her that, she would surrender her son to God's control. One thing she wouldn't have to surrender was the identity of a mother. If she didn't raise her child, she would always be his mother. She would always have her dream. And we see here that God used Eli to let Hannah know that her prayer had been heard. 
He says in verse 17, Eli responded, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant the request you've made of him. May your servant find favor with you, she replied. Then Hannah went her way. She ate and no longer looked despondent. We see there her rise from stuck. She was no longer stuck in hopelessness. She had prayed. She had poured out her heart to God. And God heard her. And God used Eli to let her know that, hey, you're going to get your request. You just got to ask him. So what are the desires of your heart? Go to him. He tells us in Psalm 37, 4, he'll give us the desires of our heart when we delight in him. He tells us in James 4 that we don't have because we don't ask. Well, how can you give back to God when he grants your request? My give back commitment is to donate 10% of my business revenue to missions. My dream is to be able to fully support 10 missionary families so those families can focus on reaching people for Christ rather than spending years on deputation raising support to get to the mission field. That's a big, bold dream, but I serve a big, bold, gracious God. I can pray and dream with the expectation that he will answer me. When he does, I'll praise him mightily. When he answers you, praise him. We see Hannah praises God in verse not verse, in chapter two. She's gotten her request here. She is giving Samuel back to God. And she says, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is lifted up by the Lord. My mouth boasts over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. And there is no rock like our God. So are you feeling stuck in hopelessness? Don't stay there. Refuse to wallow. Instead, go to God and go to God in this way. First, pour out your deep desires before him. Let him know what your anguish is. Tell him, talk to him. Second, be willing to give back. Offer something meaningful in return for your desire. And finally, thank God for his blessings, even before he grants you the desires of your heart. So what's your desire? What can you give back? How will you praise God? Do those three things. And the lessness will dissipate, leaving you with hope. If this episode inspired you, challenged you, or taught you something, the best way you can thank me is by leaving a written review on Apple Podcasts. Not only will it help me know what you're thinking, but it will also help others on a quest to rise from stuff discover the show. After you leave that review, I challenge you to go do one thing that will take you closer to God and your dreams today.